have no hands but yours to tend my sheep. No handkerchief but yours to dry the eyes of those who weep. I have no arms but yours with which to hold the ones grown weary from the struggle and weak from growing Welcome to Spirit in Action. My name is Mark Helpsmeet. Each week, I'll be bringing you stories of people living lives of fruitful service, of peace, community, compassion, creative action, and progressive efforts. I'll be tracing the spiritual roots that support and nourish them in their service. Above all, I'll seek out light, love, and helping hands being shared between our many neighbors on this planet, hoping to inspire and encourage you to sink deep roots and produce sacred fruit in your own life. I have no way to open people's eyes Except that you will show them how to trust the inner There's a lot of energy in the newly formed chapter of the Network of Spiritual Progressives in Eau Claire, and I visited with the members of the just-formed steering committee about what called them to do this work and what their plans are for the local chapter. If you tuned in last week, you heard me interview Nicola Torbett, who is a national organizer for the Network of Spiritual Progressives. After hearing her speak, I thought it was important to speak to the local folks to see what they have going on here. Before we talk to the board members, I wanted to share with you a little bit from brochure for the Network of Spiritual Progressives that's been going around, and see if any of it resonates with you. They have some challenging, far-reaching ideas and some practical suggestions about what to do. But first of all, their ideas. Number one, they want to change the bottom line in America. And here's what their brochure says about that. We believe that institutions and social practices should be judged rational, efficient, and productive not only to the extent that they maximize money and power, but also to the extent that they maximize love and caring, ethical and ecological sensitivity and behavior, kindness and generosity, nonviolence and peace. Institutions and social practices should also enhance our capacity to respond to other human beings in a way that honors them as embodiments of the sacred and to respond to the earth and the universe with awe, wonder, and radical amazement. 
This belief challenges the extreme individualism and the me-first-ism that permeates the global market culture. Well, that certainly is a challenging thought that they bring to their work. The network of spiritual progressives is not the first one to raise this kind of concern. It's been raised a lot before. And maybe you remember a song by Cat Stevens, now known as Yusuf Islam, that addressed this concern, this balance between our material prosperity and our heart, our future, our concern for the children. Jumbo planes or taking a ride on a cosmic train. Switch on summer from a slot machine. Just get what you want to if you want, as you can get anything. I know we've come a long way. Changing day to day But tell me Where do the children play Well you roll on roads Over fresh green grass For your lorry loads Gas. And you make them long And you make them tough But they just go on and on And it seems that you can't get off oh, I know we've come a long way We're changing day to day Tell me, where do the children play? Do, 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 do
that was Cat Stevens, now known as Yusuf Islam, and his song, Where Did the Children Play?, which talks exactly about that first point that the NSP makes about changing the bottom line in America, not valuing just money and possessions, but the things of the spirit, the things of our hearts. The second item that they list in their brochure seems to me to be very powerful also. It's entitled, Challenging the Misuse of Religion, God, and Spirit by the Religious Right. And of course, for a lot of liberals, a lot of progressives, there's some discomfort with religion. Here's what they've got to say about it. A serious commitment to God, religion, and spiritual life manifests not only in interchanges, but also in tikkun, social activism and world transformation and healing. A true connection to God will hopefully lead people to align with the struggles for peace, universal disarmament, social justice with a preferential option for the needs of the poor and the oppressed, and an end to poverty, hunger, homelessness, inadequate education, and inadequate health care. Those who take God and spirituality seriously must also give high priority to environmental protection and repair of the damage done to the planet by 150 years of environmental irresponsibility. This will require a dramatic transformation in the way the global economy is structured. The NSP provides a voice for many religious and spiritual people who know that the religious right does not speak for them. As we say in Quaker circles, that friend speaks my mind. It seems that what's written here about the NSP speaks something that I've known to be true and which has been sung about, spoken about, and lived out by many people. There are many liberals and progressives who've lived out this ideal, who've put their bodies to service to not only have religious principles and doctrines, but then to convert their lives to lives of service for the poor, for the needy, for peace. Charlie King sings about a lot of such people, people like the Plowshares Movement, who witnessed against nuclear weapons, went to prison for this, to speak strongly of their religious and even non-religious spiritual traditions. My name is Daniel Berrigan, chaplain at a hospice for the dying. I have seen the face of death, it is for life I bring this hammer down. My name is Molly Rush, I have six children, they deserve a future. I strike this blow today for the children all the world around. I hear the prophet's cry of old ring through the prison wall. We've waited 30 centuries to see that hammer fall. If we think we've got 30 more, we cannot see at all. For swords into plowshares, the hammer has to fall. My name is Elmer Moss Were this a peaceful world I'd sit and play piano But lacking Nero's conscience I could not watch that fire devour the land 
My name is John Shushard. I am no stranger to the prison that awaits us. But where genocide is legal, I stand an outlaw with a hammer in my hand. I hear the prophet's cry of hope ring through the prison wall. We've waited. Thirty centuries to see that hammer fall. If we think we've got thirty more, we cannot see at all. For swords into plowshares, the hammer has to fall. Dean Hammer is my name. Micah and Isaiah, my tradition. Oh, I tried to be their scholar, but could not escape their logic in the end. My name is Philip Berrigan. In World War Two, I flew the bombing missions. Now, with every blow I strike today, I say the bombs will never fall again. Prophets cry of hope ring through the prison wall. We've waited thirty centuries to see that hammer fall. If we think we've got thirty more, we cannot see at all. For swords into plowshares, the hammer has to fall. Carl Cabot. Is my name. I have lived and worked among the third world peoples. I've seen corporations flourish while the poor were left to fight for every breath. My name is Anne Montgomery. My life spent in community with women. I bring their healing power. This factory of carnage and of death. I hear the prophet's cry of hope ring through the prison wall. We've waited thirty centuries to see that hammer fall. If we think we've got thirty more, we cannot see at all. For swords into plowshares. The hammer has to fall. And that was Charlie King and his song, The Hammer Has to Fall. And one of those stories about people of diverse religious and belief backgrounds who work together, put their lives into service to make this a better world. And I think it's interesting that the people in that song, who are real people after all, Daniel Berrigan and the others, they were from this wide assortment of religions and beliefs, just like the people who are part of the network of spiritual progressives, called deeply to put their hands and their mouths where their beliefs are. The third point listed in their brochure may be most challenging to people who are used to dismissing religion as corrupt and hurtful to the world. 
Here's what they say. We will educate liberals and progressives to carefully distinguish between the legitimate critiques of the religious right and their illegitimate generalizations about all religions and spiritual beliefs. We will challenge the elitist notion that secular people are intellectually or morally on a higher plane than people who believe in God or participate in a spiritual or religious community, a popular prejudice in many corners of academia and in liberal and progressive culture. And I ask you there to think, does that apply to my opinions? Does that apply to my views? And the third item they list under that point three, we will help social change activists become more conscious of and less afraid to affirm their own inner spiritual yearnings. The more they articulate the spiritual vision that underlies their activism, the more effective they will be. Well, not everyone believes that, but then with the prejudice against religion that many of us liberals have held, maybe that means we haven't availed ourselves of all the power that we could. I'm going to read just a couple more items from their brochure, and then we're going to go on and talk to the members of the newly formed Board of Network of Spiritual Progressives here in Eau Claire. Developing an Inner Life is one of the headings, and they say, Social change movements frequently fail because they don't pay enough attention to nurturing people's inner lives so that they can maintain hope even when things look gloomy. Tikkun, which is the healing and transformation of the planet, will take a long time. And in the meantime, we need to take care of each other, encourage each other to develop an inner life, a spiritual practice, or a connection to spirit however that is conceived or encountered, and to care for our bodies and affirm pleasure and fun. Is that a program that you can unite with? It certainly speaks to my condition. One last quote from their brochure. It's under a heading called Rejecting Cynical Realism, and they say, The network of spiritual progressives rejects cynical realism. We seek a world based on love, generosity, open-heartedness, compassion, and celebration of all goodness and wonder in life. Perhaps you'd never thought of those two as being opposed to one another, this regard for goodness and wonder in life and compassion, as opposed to cynical realism. Where do you sit in your life? Let's hold those things in mind as we speak to the members of the newly formed board for a local unit of Network of Spiritual Progressives here in Eau Claire. The five board members we're going to be talking to are Lois Helland, Eileen Immerman, Jerry Foote, Betty Hurst, and Mary Weil. They represent a wide range of the religious and spiritual community here in Eau Claire. Jerry Foote is part of First Congregational United Church of Christ and also Plymouth United Church of Christ. Mary Weil is unaffiliated with the church at this time. Eileen Immerman is a member of First Congregational UCC. Lois Helland is Lutheran. She's part of Emmanuel Lutheran, ELCA. And Betty Hurst is Catholic, and she's affiliated with the Newman Center community here in Eau Claire. All of them are very busy religious activists, but they've found a special place in their hearts for the network of spiritual progressives. So let's talk to them now and see what's called them to this work and what they plan on doing as part of this fledgling organization in the Chippewa Valley.
You were all at the meeting the other night when Nicola spoke. What brought you to be involved with NSP? What was your motivation? Lois? Well, I think the Spirit of God works in mysterious ways, and a brochure about a national convention was passed from the son of old neighbors to his parents, who brought it to church, who passed it to someone else at church, who passed it to me, and I brought it to a different sharing group I belong to, because I was just so excited. The brochure seemed to speak to every belief I had about the way we should be in this world. So someone from my sharing group was able to go to the national convention when I couldn't. So I guess it's just a whole lot of yearning for a society that's more loving and caring and non-divisive and inclusive that includes not just individuals but society and the environment as part of where the caring goes. And are those phrases, Lois, things like loving and caring and inclusive, are those part of the groundwork that establishes NSP? Very definitely. I think loving, caring, generosity, you hear those words in everything you read about NSP and from anyone who speaks about NSP. Anyone else want to share why they weren't getting involved? Jerry? I was contacted by Lois about NSP. I believe she also sent me a neat little brochure. And in that brochure, it said something about Rabbi Lerner's book, The Left Hand of God. I quickly pulled that out of the library, read through it, and all of the good things that were in that book about trying to change our world to make it a much better world convinced me that I should try to get together with this group because a lot of the things that I read there I've been thinking about for many, many years and wondering how could this change possibly come about. Jerry, you're the token male on the steering committee here. I'm sure there's room for more males to get involved. And the other night, there were a number of males who were present for this. Where are you involved currently religiously? I'm a member of two UCC churches here in Eau Claire, First Congregational downtown and Plymouth UCC, which is right in back of DeLong Middle School. I have been a member of First Congo for just many, many, many years, and I joined with the Plymouth people. Well, I just joined in the last year, but I've been working with them since they built their new building. Other folks, why did you get involved with Network of Spiritual Progressives? Mary? Nicola asked this question when we met with her at dinner the night she was speaking. And my first response was, and still is, that as I grew up, as my parents raised me, I I grew up in an area that was very diverse, diverse as far as various cultures were concerned, as well as other religions. I was brought up to not be critical or judgmental of other religions. And I lived that way for so many years and, and appreciated so much that this was how I was raised. And in the last several years, I have been so disturbed, disappointed in how religion is now judgmental, critical, outright hateful towards others. And I feel that Network of Spiritual Progressives is a way for us to work 
to get back the acceptance, the celebration of the diversity of humanity. I've got some of the light in me. You've got some of the light in you. And a little bit of light from everyone is enough to see us through. I've got some of the truth in me. You've got some of the truth in you. And a little bit of truth from everyone. A little bit of light from everyone is enough to see us through. I've got some of the love in me. You've got some of the love in you. And a little bit of love from everyone. A little bit of truth from everyone. A little bit of light from everyone is enough to see us through. One can share. Put them all together. We can turn this world around. I've got some of the light in me. You've got some of the light in you. And a little bit of light from everyone is enough to see us through. I've got some of the truth in me. You've got some of the truth in you. A little bit of light from everyone is enough to see us through. I've got some of the love in me, you've got some of the love in you. And a little bit of love from everyone, a little bit of truth from everyone. A little bit of light from everyone is enough to see us through. That was Carol Johnson's song, Little Bit of Light, talking about the respect for the light, the insight, and the connection to God of each and every person, which is certainly a common belief held by the many members of the Network of Spiritual Progressives. This is Spirit in Action, and today on Spirit in Action, I'm visiting with the board members of the newly formed group of Network of Spiritual Progressives here in the Chippewa Valley. Right now, we're speaking with Mary Weil, one of the new board members. The other thing that is important to me regarding Network of Spiritual Progressives is in one group that I belong to, we were protesting against abuse of human rights here in Eau Claire. And I was standing with these people when a group came up and stood next to us that were to be heckling us, in other words. And A woman had two very young little girls, maybe four or five years old, and she said to the little girls, see these people? These people are baby killers. And at that moment, I saw here in our community the misguided irrationality of people believing because we were protesting abuses against human rights that we were lumped into a group that we absolutely did not represent. 
these are things that have disturbed me for quite a while, and I see network of spiritual progressives being a healing force behind changing that. Mary, among the steering committee members, you are atypical in that you are not affiliated religiously. Does that mean that you are a rover, or does that mean that you prefer to stay away from churches? Historically, I have been one of the pillars of all of the churches. Again, uh, moving to this community, I moved in probably at a time for the church to which I belonged. It was going through a crisis, and I did not want to be in the midst of that crisis. And I, I stood back, and I watched people within this congregation that I knew berating one another and being hateful towards one another, and I backed away. I didn't want to be a part of that. So I guess I just haven't gone anywhere else. There was one minister who I spoke with, and he was kind of self-critically saying that when they were in divinity school, that when he was going through his training, they looked very askance at the word spiritual. As a matter of fact, they said, you know, if you're religious and you're studying the doctrine, theology, you know, that's good. If you're spiritual, that's what you call yourself when you haven't got the candle power to be able to think concretely and clearly. So spiritual were just the airy-fairy ones. Are you all religious as well as spiritual? Lois? Funny you should ask that question because I attended a workshop yesterday or a, a talk about healing and spirituality. And the person first defined those two terms. And he says, said spirituality was a vague, inclusive word. Whereas religion really talked more about the habits, the uh, structure that religious people went to church, prayed at a certain time, followed the rules of that particular church, and that's what made them religious. So I kind of like the idea of spirituality because Network of Spiritual Aggressives is all about being inclusive. And that's okay that we're vague about our spirituality because we want to accept everybody's form of religion. That does not, however, mean that we're going to be wishy-washy because we really do want to change the society from being very materialistic and individualistic to one, I guess I've already said it, to one that's inclusive and caring. So for me, spirituality is a really good word for us. So Lois, are you saying that the network of spiritual progressives is somehow preserving that kind of diversity of spiritual, but still isn't so loosey-goosey, so ephemeral, that it's like herding cats? Lois? What's nice about Network of Spiritual Progressives is that Rabbi Michael Lerner, who was one of the founders, has spent 30 years doing various studies. I think he's got degrees in social work or sociology and something else. So he's got a basis for understanding why people are where they're at and why so many people are going to the very conservative right religions and why they are then accepting very right politics. Looking at that, he's come up with reasons why they would do that when it's against their economic interests. And the bottom line is that we all yearn for meaning in our life. And we just need to convince people 
that that meaning, which is what gets them to join this conservative group, can be found in much more loving, caring, inclusive ways, and that it involves changing the whole culture. But there are definite tenets we believe in, very definite things that if someone wants to belong to the network of spiritual progressives, they have to be willing to believe in as well. Like that we want public finance for campaigns, that we want single-payer health care, that we want corporations to be regarded successful not only on how much they make, but also how socially conscious they are. And that goes for other institutions and individuals as well. Well, Betty, what angle do you come at spirituality from? I come from a tradition of a long spiritual tradition, being a Catholic. I look at spirituality perhaps a little differently. The outside of one's spiritual practices, the prayers, the rituals, the things that one does, which form a religion or specific religious practices, I see as the outside and I see the spirituality as the depth that one develops as one matures in one's religion. And so to me, spirituality speaks of depth and of meaning and of commitment. Rather than being a lightweight kind of word, I see it as a very important and weighty thing that one only develops with a maturity in, in one's faith. Well, I certainly agree with you. I do think that there are people in our society who use the word spirituality when what they really mean is they are kind of, well, they're completely undecided and maybe uncommitted. You're saying that spirituality arises when you go to the depths of your commitment and your practice. And certainly there are people who use that word very differently. Well, I want to talk to Eileen, who is our little worker bee. Eileen is used to giving a lot of commitment to her work. Is this a comfortable fit for you, the NSP? I think it's probably the most comfortable fit in all the organizations I belong to. In fact, I've thought a lot, because I'm a little overscheduled, that if I had to give something up right now, it wouldn't be this group, because I feel the most hope and the most reassurance with what this group is founded on and what it is hopefully going to achieve over the next several decades. And I think it's more important than probably any other volunteer work that I'm doing. I think spirituality, you don't have to be religious to be a spiritual person, although I think many of us are religious people. I think there are many, many people who would find comfort and nurturing in this group that maybe don't practice religion in any uniform way at all, in any organized way. And for me, because I have many friends and family members, actually, who are of other faiths, I find this a very hopeful group in that they can find a place, and instead of us talking about our differences, we can all come together and look at the things that we value all religions value certain things. They value peace and justice issues. They value the human spirit, the individuality of each person and their right to be a person. And I think that we have far more in common than we have differences, and we need to work on that. Unfortunately, we have to work against the media who likes to point out those differences all the time. And it creates in us a climate 
where instead of thinking how similar we are and thinking of each other as friends, we're often bombarded by the media with what we have that's different, and it ends up setting up things. Yeah, it sets up adversarial relationships that really shouldn't be there at all. And that's what I see NSP working towards, and that's why I find it so hopeful. Jerry? I would like to maybe add a little to that. I grew up as a Congregationalist, which became the United Church of Christ. And it was a little maybe odd to many people, but in my junior high days as a Congregationalist, we visited many other churches. And we learned about other types of religions besides our own, and we learned about diversity, and we learned that there were many different religions, and it wasn't just that we were right or they were right, but we should all work together, and in fact, I have grown up with that from that time on, which has been many, many, many years, so that I now work with many, many different ecumenical groups This looking at diversity and being able to recognize the diversity not in an adversarial position, but in fact working together for the good of everyone, I think that's where we are. Unfortunately, I don't see that in our country today. Mary is rolling her eyes. (laughs) And I think this is what NSP is about. And I agree with Eileen This is where I need to be at this point and hope that it will take time, but we hope that we can change our country from where we are now to where we really should be in the world today. Betty? The whole organization, the whole NSP organization, is built around Michael Lerner's book, The Left Hand of God, which does not refer to the political left, as many people at first assume. But Michael is talking about all of the major religions of the world, be they Catholic or Jewish or Muslim, Buddhist, they all are based on a loving creator. But in all of the writings, in all of the major faiths of the world, you'll find passages that refer to the power and the might of God. And in times of trouble, people tend to call on God to get them out of their problems to call on God to rescue them from their enemies, to smite their enemies. And this kind of mentality, if one concentrates just on those passages, you end up with a very with a lot of smiting going on. <laughs> and that's what we have in the world today, is a lot of smiting going on. Very fundamentalist kind of approaches, very exclusive, lots of rules. And it's, it's not a healthy environment for any of us or for the world to be in. But if we look at the left hand of God, as Michael has done in his book, and as the network of spiritual progressives prefers to do, that loving creator and appreciate the creation, and each one of us as a creation of whatever you wish to name that loving creator, and appreciate the dignity of each person and the dignity and the the worth of each nation and treated each other as if we were all creations of a loving father, a loving mother, God, we would act very differently. 
our foreign policy would look different. Our healthcare institutions would look different. Our educational systems would look different. The way that we treat each other would be different if we really lived what we say we believe. And that's what NSP is based on, and that's what we're trying to achieve, to take a look at our world and our social institutions and say, what should they really look like if we really did live what we say we believe in all of our different faiths, because they all are based on that same basic belief in a loving creator. Lois? I just want to play off of that to say that this fledgling group is really going to work hard to make the Eau Claire chapter of the Network of Spiritual Progressives one that focuses on hope, not fear, inclusiveness, not divisiveness, awe and wonder at creation rather than hiding away in fear of things. Is it safe to assume that it's okay to use the word God in this circle? I mean, there are some groups that call themselves spiritual, which will be rigidly, well, they'd frown on you severely if you started talking about God or Lord or something like that. Are you free to speak in your native religious spiritual idiom in this group? Eileen. I would say yes, because the basic belief is that we're respectful of each other's beliefs. So whether you call that person God, Allah, Muhammad, a higher power, whatever that means to you, we respect that. And I think that if you believe the basic tenets of what Michael and Sister Joan Chittister, who's a Benedictine nun, and Cornell West, who is a religious professor at Princeton, the three of them have co-founded the Network of Spiritual Progressives and have worked, despite the fact that they don't agree on everything, they feel that this movement is more important than any of their disagreements. I think that they would all agree that any of those terminologies would be something that would be welcomed at any meeting, which is why I feel, again, so hopeful. Well, one of the things I really want to know is where are you going as a local chapter? What is your goal? And I understand that for some of you this may take decades to achieve the ultimate goal, but what are you going to do here in Eau Claire? Why should someone want to get involved in this when we're already so overscheduled? Lois? Well, as we've said, we've just begun, and we hope that many voices will join us and help us answer that question. We know that we have to come up with at least some small actions immediately just to keep people interested. I think certainly some, the first thing we have to do is make sure we all are educated ourselves in what the Network of Spiritual Progressives means and stands for, and then we can start with I th consider this action, and that is raising the consciousness, the awareness of others about this possibility, this hopeful, loving possibility. Betty? Well, our short-range goal for right now is to get a group of people together to attend the Midwest Conference in Minnesota, Minneapolis, on the 18th of November, which is the Saturday before Thanksgiving. And we're hoping to get a whole busload of people who want to go. Michael Lerner will be speaking at the conference. And the theme of the conference is Thanksgiving. And in the conference, they will be highlighting organizations, businesses, 
hospitals, schools, any organization that is working and being successful in bringing forth the more loving, kind atmosphere within their business and organization, who are working toward building a kinder, gentler world and showing innovative ideas and ways of doing that. I think there are several different speakers, but Michael Lerner is the main speaker for the conference, and it should be a wonderful experience. So we're hoping to get a group of people who would like to go to the cities for the day and hear and be inspired by the positive things that are going on. So that's our short-term goal. We will be meeting again, in hopefully in December, and we'll have some more educational meetings, as Lois has indicated. Long-term, our goal is to envision and help to create the vision over the next couple of years that will be the national NSP vision for a political platform which would transform this country into a country that is more aware of the needs and caring for people, caring for each other, creating a society that looks after each other rather than tries to get what they can from society and take what they can. That's a longer-term goal. Basically, we don't expect to have that happen in two years, but we expect to put together a vision and then start working for it, and we know that it will take a long time. We know that it will take decades. We know that it probably won't happen in many of our lifetimes, but unless we create the vision, unless we talk about the vision, unless we introduce our young people to a vision so that they can make it happen in their lifetimes, nothing will change. So it's up to us now to act and do something to create a better world. Oh, the world's so big and I'm so small It hardly seems I matter at all Sometimes I think I'd like to do something to help out with all the problems of the world But whenever I sit down and think it through I always wonder, what can one person do? I wrote that myself Well, what can one person do is a very good question If you don't do nothing at all You could spend your time saving every little dime Or just curled up by the wall ha ha But if you think back some over all that's been done And you wonder who did it and where it came from Figure it out without a doubt One person at a time did it all One person at a time, it sure works fine Just roll up your sleeve, sign on the dotted line Whatever gets done is done by one One person at a time does it all, yeah One person at a time does it all Well, what can a one person do? It's a very good question if you don't do nothing at all You can stay in bed, pull the covers overhead And wait for the sky to fall But if each one would just do what they could Working one at a time, we could do a lot of good Figure it out, without a doubt One person at a time does it all One person at a time, it sure works fine Pick up your load and get in line Whatever gets done is done by one One person at a time, they do it all, yeah One person at a time does it all Well, what can one person do? Is a very good question If you don't 
do nothing at all. You can soak in the tub, or join a social club, or just go shopping at the Maha. But if each one would work side by side with another one, the work gets multiplied. Figure it out without a doubt. One person at a time does it all. One person at a time, it sure works fine. No use to wait for a better time. Whatever gets done is done by one. One person at a time does it all, yeah. One person at a time does it all. Listen, children, one person at a time. Everybody working, one person at a time. Oh, we can all do it. One person at a time, they do it all. That was a song called One Person at a Time. It's by Andy Murray, and Andy Murray teaches peace studies, and he's a member of the Church of the Brethren, one of the three historic peace churches along with Quakers and Mennonites. I'm Mark Helpsmeet, and this is Spirit in Action, and we're talking today with the Fledgling Steering Committee of the new organization of the Network of Spiritual Progressives in the Chippewa Valley. And now let's listen to a few comments by Eileen Immerman, one of the members of this new steering committee. Eileen. In the very first organizational meeting that we had, we listened to a tape, a videotape, of one of the speakers at the national conference that Betty attended earlier this summer in Washington, D.C. And Sister Joan Chittister talked about how really what NSP is hopeful for is a huge societal and cultural shift in what we value. And as I thought about that, what she spoke about was that most of us can remember back in the 70s when the anti-war movement during the Vietnam era caused a huge cultural shift. And those things took decades. And our children and all of us living now experience those changes and have benefited from those changes. And one of the things she said that struck me more than anything is that if we want these changes for our children and their children, we have to start articulating that vision now, that this is too huge of a change, that this is too broad of a goal to not start working on it now, that if we don't articulate it, our children will be forced to be the ones to do the work. And I want them to inherit a better world, a kinder world. And what I see right now is going in the absolute opposite direction of that. And I think that the majority of people, not only in Wisconsin but in America, want what I want, and we want a better way to do it. And I see this as a way to achieve those goals. Mary, do you have any thoughts? I've been blessed to do a lot, lot, lot of international travel. And what was, I believe, eye-opening and rather um, earth-shattering was when I went overseas and at that particular point in time traveled to about 13 different countries, all within four months I was overseas during this period of time. And once you travel overseas and, and you do it, in a fashion that you're not staying at the Ritz-Carlton, but you you do it where you're meeting everyone. It was so obvious to me how the rest of the world knows so much about us as America, much of that misinformation, but how little we also know. I think it far surpasses 
what we don't know about other countries, then they know so much about us. And again, misinformation. We aren't just the United States. We aren't just Eau Claire. We aren't just Wisconsin. We're a world, and we have to start making those changes now. And I'd like that the next time that I go overseas, that there will be people looking at me with less misinformation, with more acceptance, with more acceptance of, in knowledge that those of us in our country who really, really care about others in other parts of the world that we really can get across to others in the entire world, that there's a, a whole lot of us here who care about the world and that the world is, it's our little area. There's no separations. I mean, in the United States, we're, we're rather isolated. And in Europe and Asia and all these other places, you just go a few hundred miles and you're in another country, completely different culture. And we're unaware of this. And that network of spiritual progressives, I think, can make a drastic change for how people view us as individuals in America. Jerry. Eileen and Mary have just talked about some very huge changes which we would like to see made. And the question is, how does anyone make huge changes in this country of ours? And I think this is probably the goal of our local chapter here. The only way to make a huge change, it seems to us, is to have several groups working. We can't let someone else do it all for us, up there, over there, in Washington, wherever. But we must work here in Eau Claire. We must work in Cleveland, Ohio, in Akron, Ohio, wherever all small groups working together for this purpose. And I think that's our goal, is to get this group going, to get several people involved, to educate. All of these have been said before. And then to work with the national group so that this great huge change, which we see as necessary, will indeed one day come about. One more thing before I let you guys go on your way. Eileen, can you tell us how do we get connected up with the Network of Spiritual Progressives? We have a temporary website right now, which is www.id like in David, d like in David, and then hyphen ec for Eau Claire, dot com, and then a forward slash nspmain.htm. And that address will give you not only connections to the Minnesota website, but to the National Network of Spiritual Progressives website. And it will also allow you to read about the conference on November 18th and to register if you're interested. There's also an email connection there so that if you want to start getting our emails and learning more about what our group is about and when the next meetings will be, we would gladly add you to that list. And let's just assume that you're a little bit of a technophobe and you don't happen to have a few thousand dollars worth of computer equipment. Is there a phone number we could use? Betty? You could call Betty Hurst at 834-4899. And, of course, you can find all this information on my website, northernspiritradio.org, where this program is posted. 
I want to thank all you members for taking on the task of organizing local chapter of Network of Spiritual Progressives here in Eau Claire. I think it's great work you're going to do, and I think it's just invaluable work to take our world in the direction that it needs to go. So I want to just thank all of you for taking on that job, because I know that all of you already have plates that are very full, and it really shows wisdom on your side to make the priority to put the right thing in the center of the plate. You've been listening to an interview with the steering committee members of the fledgling organization of Network of Spiritual Progressives here in the Chippewa Valley, including Jerry Foote, Mary Weil, Eileen Immerman, Lois Helland, and Betty Hurst. If you want to get a hold of them, you can go to their website. That's www.idd-ec.com slash nspmain.htm and you can find links on that page also for the National Organization of the Network of Spiritual Progressives. You can also find these links on my webpage which is northernspiritradio.org and you can find other information, other programs and even listen to the programs again via my website. It's been several weeks since the time of this interview, and since then the NSP has been doing a lot to organize in the Chippewa Valley. A busload of them made the trip over to the Twin Cities for the regional meeting, and they are co-sponsors of tonight's Peacing. The Peacing is organized by the Eau Claire Friends Meeting, the Quaker meeting here in town, and it's being hosted by Unity Christ Center on Folsom, starting at 6 o'clock, Sunday, December 3rd, 2006. There's five different organizations, including Quaker Meeting, the NSP, and Unity, co-sponsoring this event, and it'll go for an hour and a half. Come join us tonight and sing of peace and of making our society a better place. The theme music for Spirit in Action is I Have No Hands But Yours by Carol Johnson. Thank you for listening. I welcome your comments and stories of those leading lives of spiritual fruit you can email me at helpsmeet at usa.net. May you find deep roots to support you and grow steadily toward the light. This is Spirit in Action. I have no higher cause for you than this To love and serve your neighbor Enjoy and selflessness To love and serve Enjoy in selflessness.